Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I'd like to speak today about Purim. I'd like to discuss the topic from Megillus Esther. I want to start off with a ha'ar that I once had. I start off the shear with a beautiful question and a beautiful dig in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in the Megillah, in Perikei Pasuk Yudalud, after Haman comes out of the first party, which is just Haman, Achashverosh, and Esther, and he's Mamash on a high, everything is going amazing, and he comes out, and he sees that Mordechai is not bowing down to him, and his whole world crashes down on him. He goes to speak to his wife and his advisors, and that's when they give him the Eitzah of making the Eitz Gevoa Chamishim Amma, and telling the king to go hang Mordechai on the, on the gallows. So in Perikei Pasuk Yudal, the Pasuk says, V'atomer lo Zeresh ishto v'chol o'avav. And Zeresh's wife and all his friends told him, Yasu eitz gavua chamishim amma. Make it a tree, make a piece of wood that is 50 amos high. Ubaboker emor la melech. And in the morning you should tell the king, V'yislu es Mordechai alav. And you should tell him to hang Mordechai on the tree. Ubo'im ha-melech el ha-nishteh And then you can go with the king to the second party, Happy. And this idea sounded nice to Haman, and he went ahead and he made the eights by himself. Now, if we compare this pasuk to a few psukim later, Perak Vav Pasuk Dalud, where he actually goes to the Chater of Achashverosh to speak to him, and Achashverosh cannot sleep that night, and then he says, at some point, Vayomer HaMelech, Pasuk Dalud, Miba Chater. Who is in the courtyard? The Homan Bolo Chatzar Beis HaMelech HaChitzona Leymar LaMelech Litlos Es Mordechai Ala Eitz Asher Hechinlo And the Megillah tells us that Mordechai was coming in the courtyard of the king to tell the king to hang Mordechai on the eighth that he prepared for him. But I want to make a diok in the psukim. There's two psukim telling us the same idea. One is where Zeresh Ishto V'chol are giving Haman the Eitzah of what to do the next morning. And the next pasuk, pasuk Dalit, is where the Megillah, the narrator, so to speak, of the Megillah, is speaking out what Haman was planning on doing. And there's an unbelievable discrepancy. It's a very slight diuk, but I believe there's a tremendous message there. In pasuk Yud Dalit, it says, "Ubaboker emor la melech v'yislu es Mordechai." Literally translated, it means in the morning, tell the king and hang Mordechai. There's a vav. The Yislu as Mordechai and hang Mordechai. In Pasuk Dalit, when the Megillah is being made of why he came, it says, Lamor la Melech Litlos as Mordechai. Instead of Avav, there's a Lamid. Tell, he came to tell the king to hang Mordechai. If you would ask me, Pasuk Dalit makes much more sense. He was Lamor la Melech Litlos as Mordechai. He was telling the king to hang Mordechai. So why is it that in Pasuk Yudalit it says, Emor la melech, v'yislu as Mordechai. L'chore it should say, Emor la melech, litlos as Mordechai. But yet it doesn't say that, it says, Emor la melech, v'yislu as Mordechai. That's the question that I'd like to start with, and the Mishra will come back to it. One of the most amazing things in the Megillah that strikes me every year is the difference that we see in how Mordechai and Haman deal with different situations in life. If we look at an example of Mordechai in Perek Dalit Pasuk Aleph, when Mordechai first finds out about the Gzera, it says, Mordechai Yodos Kolasher Nasa, Mordechai heard about everything that happened, the Gzera on the Yidden, Vayikra Mordechai Esbegadah, Mordechai ripped his clothes, 
Vayilber sakva efer, and he put on sackcloth and ashes. Vayetze besochayir, and he went to the middle of the city. Vayizak zooka gedolo mara, and he let out a strong and bitter scream. So it's unbelievable. You look at the pasuk of Mordechai. Mordechai just hears about the greatest sakana that Klai Yisrael's in, and we don't see any reaction to him emotionally. We see, we see no emotional reaction. All we see Mordechai do is he does acts that he has to do. What does he do? He changes his clothing. He goes out to the middle of the street. He screams. But we don't see that he's upset. We don't see that he's sad. He sees the situation at hand that needs to be dealt with. And he deals with it. He goes and he does the hishtabas that he needs to do by putting on the sackcloth, by screaming out. But we don't see any emotional reaction to it. Again, we see this later on in Perek Vav Pasuk Yudbeis. The Megillah, the Megillah tells us that after Achashverosh told Haman to walk Mordechai on the horse of Achashverosh and put on the king's garment and the greatest covet possible, it was Haman's dream covet. So immediately afterwards it says, Vayoshev Mordechai el Shar HaMelech. And Mordechai returned to the Shar HaMelech. And Rashi tells us, what does that mean he returned to the Shara Melech? Rashi says, Lesako Vilataniso. He just got the greatest covet possible. Haman could not dream of a greater covet for himself. And Mordechai got that covet. And what did it say the very next pasuk? And Mordechai returns to the Shara Melech. And Rashi says, to his sackcloth and his fasting. Again, we see no emotional reaction. We don't see that he was happy, he was excited. All we see, again, the same way when the Xero was originally made. We see that he went out and he fasted and he screamed and he put on sackcloth. That was at the lowest point of Kali Yisrael. Now Mordechai should be on the highest point. We see the exact same reaction. All he does is he puts back his sackcloth and he goes back to fasting and he dies. We don't see him getting happy, we don't see him getting sad. If we contrast that with Haman throughout the Megillah, we see an amazing difference between them, and that's what I'd like to explain today. So in Perekei, Pasuk Tess, the Pasuk says, after he gets invited to the first party, it says, actually, at the, at the first party, when he gets invited back to the second party, it says, Vayetei Haman Vayomahu Someach Betov It says that Haman came out of the party that day, he was Sameach, he was happy, Betov and he was good-hearted. He was mamish on a high. We see an emotional reaction, a tremendous joy that Haman experienced. And the very same pasta continues and says, V'chiroz Haman es Mordechai b'shar ha-melech. And then Haman was walking and he sees Mordechai b'shar ha-melech. V'lokom v'lozav imenu. He didn't get up. He didn't even motion in honor of him. V'yimolei Haman am Mordechai chema. And Haman gets filled with anger. So it's amazing. You see Mordechai on the one hand. We don't see him getting happy. We don't see him getting sad. You compare that to Haman. We see Haman. He's Sameach v'tov leiv. And in the same pasuk, he's all of a sudden getting very angry. When he comes out, he's Sameach v'tov leiv. We see Haman. It's throughout the Megillah. We'll try to point out in various places. But we see he's on an emotional roller coaster going up and down. We see the same thing earlier in the Megillah when Haman is appointed to be the second in charge and everyone has to bow down. It says in Pere Gimel Pasuk Dawid, 
Mordechai was not listening to the people that he was supposed to bow down to Haman. And it was told to Haman to see if Mordechai's words would be upheld, if Hitaka wouldn't bow down. So the Guru explains that when Haman was appointed the second in charge, he, he got such gaiva, he was so haughty that he wasn't even looking around. He was so, his, 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 his nose was up so high that he couldn't even see that Mordechai wasn't bowing down. Till the other people pointed out to him, they said, Mordechai's not bowing down, go check it out. His gaiva got him so, uh, such a high that he couldn't even look around him. And then when he talked a little bit after they instructed him, it says, Vayar Haman ki'ei Mordechai korea mishtacha velo, vayimoloi Haman chayma. Haman again gets filled with anger. So again, just another example of Haman getting carried away with his emotions. I believe another example of this is in Paragimel Pasuk Zion. There are other ways to explain this, but I think this is a, there's a, there's a, there's a diak over here. And that is that when Haman makes the Goro, in Paragimel Pasuk Zion it says that in Chodesh Nisan, the twelfth year of Achashverosh reign, he built poor Hua Goro. That's when Haman made the lottery. And the very next passage says, Vayomer Haman la melech achashverosh. And then Haman comes to achashverosh and says, Yeshno amechon mefuzum mefur ben ha'amim. And he goes and asks permission to destroy the Jews. Now in the simple reading of the Megillah, if you're the second in charge, and you can't really make decisions until you ask the person who's fully in charge, I would think that logically, you should first go ask permission from the king, if I can kill the Jews. They're doing bad things to the kingdom, could we kill the Jews? And then once you get Rishus, so then you go to the next stage and you make the lottery. But you see Haman, in his, in his haste, in his anger, he couldn't even bear thinking about anything besides destroying the Jews. So he runs ahead and he makes the lottery first to find out that David is going to kill the Jews. Only afterwards he realizes, wait a second, I'm not in charge. I can't make the final decision. Only then he goes to Achashverosh. Again, you see his emotions took over. His emotional charge to kill the Yidden makes him do the lottery before he even has permission to go to the king. There are other, other ways to explain it, but in the simple reading of the Pesukim, it would have been more logical for him to first ask permission from the king and then make a lottery and find a date. We also see a, a beautiful diak of the Svasemis and Perek Vav, Pasuk Vav, the Megillah says, Vayavo Haman. Haman comes into Achashverosh, Vayomer lo HaMelech, the Melech says to him, Ma la'asos be'ish asher HaMelech hafez bikaro, what should the king do to someone that he wants to honor? So Vayomer Haman believe, Haman says in his heart, Lumi yachbots HaMelech la'asos yikar yosem meni, who would the king possibly want to honor more than me? So Sassanus asks, wait a second, you're coming to him in the middle of the night, very, very early in the morning before anyone's around, and all of a sudden the king's asking you out of nowhere, what should I do with someone I want to honor? Even though Achashverosh loves you, maybe you should think for a second that there's someone else that the king wants to honor. What, what did you do to him right now that all of a sudden he wants to honor you? Nothing happened. So you just came into the king and the king all of a sudden asked you, what should the king do with someone he wants to honor? So maybe think that there's someone else that he also might want to honor. So Hashem is this beautiful kasha. So Hashem says the pshat is that Haman understood that there might be someone else he wants to honor. But Haman felt that since he's the second in charge, he's so chashev, and he was such a bagaiva, he said, whatever honor he suggests to that person, that Haman, who's even greater than that person, will get the honor. That's what Sfas Emma says. But just the idea that Haman was so taken up in his own world, and he can't imagine there's anyone else that did something good in the kasha, 
Except for himself, you see again the emotional roller coaster of Haman. He comes in and he thinks that he's the greatest. He thinks he's the best. He has such gaiva, he can't imagine the king is thinking of honoring anybody else. Going back to our original diak that we started with, I think the shot is as follows. Haman was involved in the situation and therefore he was on the roller coaster. But Zeresh Ishto Vachal Oavav, but his buddies and his wife Zeresh, they were not actively involved. They were just giving the advice from the outside. And therefore they were able to think a little bit more logically than Haman was able to think. And therefore the Asa that they gave was not to go to the king and tell him to hang Mordechai. Mordechai was a friend of the king. As the, as the Grah tells us earlier in the Megillah, that Mordechai Yosheh B'Shar that the king made him a, a, an officer, gave him a right to sit B'Shar So you don't just come in and tell the boss, you know, fire the vice president. You don't walk into the president's office and say, fire the vice president, or fire the treasurer. You don't just walk in and say that. He might like him a lot. So you have to come in and try to explain to the things that he did wrong. Therefore, that could be pshat in Perik, hey, Pasuk Yudalud, Vatomerlo Zeres Ishto Vachal Oavav, Yasu Eitz Yilol Chamishim Amo, Ubaboker Emor Lamelech. And in the morning, go speak to the king, and make up stories, and tell him how bad Mordechai is. And Memeila, the Yislu Es Mordechai Olav, and Memeila, they'll hang Mordechai on the tree. But they were saying, don't go to Achashverosh and tell him to hang Mordechai. That's not the way to go. Do it with Seichel. And Morla speak to the king, and the male of Yisluas Mordechai, and they will hang Mordechai. But don't tell the king to hang Mordechai. But the Megillah tells us a few seconds later in Pasuk Dalit, when he comes, it says, why did Haman come? He came to Chatzar Beis HaMelech Lay Morla Melech Lutlos as Mordechai. Haman in his burning rage and his emotional uh, anger, so he wasn't going to follow their advice to the T. They advised him to speak to the king, and the male will be hanged. But what he was decided to do, he's going to go in and he can't control himself. He's just going to go in and say, just hang him. He couldn't control himself. Even though logic would be the wrong thing to do, but because he was so emotionally charged, he was running in just to tell him to hang Mordechai, which was not a smart thing, and that's why they advised him, but not to do that. I believe that's the shot in this diak over here. But what we see in front of us is that Mordechai was a tzaddik, and the way a tzaddik deals with life is he can have great things happening to him, he can have terrible things happening to him, but he stays with Menuchas HaNefesh, and he deals with each situation at hand. He doesn't get totally excited when something good happens to him, he doesn't get depressed when something bad happens to him. Compare that to Haman, who when something good happens to him, he walks out Sameach V'tov Leiv. When something bad happens to him, he's Ovel V'chafu Yerosh, when he had to walk Mordechai around on the horse. That's the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha. And I want certain, this is Pashat, that when we see Tzadikim in the Torah, we see Tzadikim in Tanakh, when we see Rishoyim in Tanakh, we can look at Esav, we can look at Haman, and we can say, wow, what a Russia, that's crazy. But what Chazal and what Hashem really wants us to do is to look at the Rishoyim and to see their bad midos, and to recognize in ourselves how we might have that midah in a slighter way. It's brought out in the Tanakh in a much grander way so we could recognize it. If it was written very subtly, we wouldn't necessarily notice it. So we have big Rishon, we have Esau, we have Haman, we have all these Rishon, we have Lavan, and we see the Rishas in open ways, and the goal is for us to learn from that and apply it to our own lives. So we have to look and keep in mind when we read the Megillah, and we see Haman that he's going on the emotional roller coaster. obviously we're not extreme like that, but we are like that in a certain way. When someone gives us a praise, or someone gives us an aliyah that we wanted, so we feel so gishmak, it makes our day. 
And then when something happens, someone says something not nice to us, so we get we get depressed and we get sad. That's the way of that's the way of Haman. That's not the way of Mordechai. The way of Mordechai is that we're confident and we're connected to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And if someone gives us a great praise, it doesn't make our day. Someone says something not nice to us, it doesn't ruin our day. We keep our equilibrium and we just deal with whatever situation has. It reminds me of the Mishnah in Perkyavos that we've spoken many times. The Mishnah Perkyavos, Parakdala, Mishnah Dala says, Rabbi Levitas Yishavna A person should be very, very humble because the end of man is worms. The Rambam over there brings a famous mice of one of the Hasidim Arishonim. I don't have it in front of me. But the famous story about this, this Chassid who was on a boat and he says this was the happiest day of his life. The happiest day of his life was he was placed amongst the baggage. That's where his seat was on the boat and the, under the main cabins by the baggage. And he says the happiest day of his life is when a wealthy man got up, exposed himself, and urinated on top of his head when he was sitting with the baggage. He said it was the happiest day of his life. Why was it the happiest day of his life? Because it didn't bother him at all. He reached, the Ramam's bringing out a point in Hachna over here, in, in humility, that he reached a point of humility that it didn't even bother him that someone did something so disgusting to him. That was the happiest day of his life because he realized he dealt with the situation properly. Many times in life, we express our happiness or our sadness based on outside things that happen. Like, come on. To me, the greatest thing about that Misa is not so much the humility. It's that he's able to say the happiest day of his life is on a day where the worst thing happened to him. Because our day should not be determined by the things that happen to us from the outside. The day should be determined by how we deal with the situation. We are not in control of the things that happen to us from the outside. We could have a great day, we could have a bad day. A person who's asked, how was your day? Well, I sat in traffic for two hours. That's not your day, that's, what, that's Hashem's day. That's what Hashem gave to you. The answer is, it's a great day, I was in traffic for two hours and I didn't get upset. I didn't even honk one time to the guy in front of me to move up four inches. So that's the lesson that I see from that Mishnah, the Hasidim Avishonim, that the Midah of Mordechai, is that a bad thing could happen, but it doesn't, cha- it doesn't change your day. A bad thing could be the best day of your life, it could be the worst day of your life. A bad thing happening could also be the best day of your life. It does not matter the things that happen to us, those are things that we don't control. The things that we do control is the way we, re- we, we, we react to the situation. And that's the Midah that we have to take out from the Megillah, and to realize that we don't want to be like Haman, that someone says something nice to us, or a boss gives us a... A little pat on the back and we're on a high, it's the best day of our lives. And then we get stuck in traffic or we get fired from a job or something bad happens, it's the worst day of our lives. We want to be like Mordechai, the Hasidim Harishonim that we see the Rambam bringing in the Mishnah Perkyavos, that they're not determining their emotions based on the things that happen from the outside. They keep their equilibrium and they deal with whatever situation has to be dealt with from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the best possible way while still keeping their equilibrium. Mitzvah we should all taking this lesson and all the other lessons of the Megillah and the Freyla Kampurim. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.